0: Thanks for tuning in. I'm Steve Ray, author of How to Get U.S. Market Ready. And in this podcast, I'm going to share with you some of the lessons I've learned from
1: 30- Oh, shit. So what's going to happen? What's going on, Margarita? Is it is it okay? Is the sound okay? I don't know. They brought a bunch of shit to my office and I'm just, you know, I don't have control over my life. I just do whatever they tell me to do after noticing that stevie was a little cranky producer
0: margherita and producer joya decided to give stevie a big espresso coffee so that she would not be too rude with the special guest steve ray
1: you can notice the change in her voice hey steve how are you
0: (laughs) um Can we can we at least talk about, before we start talking, what we're going to talk about so we have some kind of structure?
1: No, there's no plan.
0: But there, there can be a plan.
1: No, but let's just go with the flow. <laughs> go with the flow, baby. You know,
0: <laughs> I wrote this down last night that that was exactly what was going to happen.
1: Steve, listen, seriously, how long have I known you? I think you're like one of the first person I've met.
0: Maybe. It was a long time. It was like 2010, something like that.
1: Yeah, about ten years ago. That's right. How do we meet? do you remember yeah
0: bill earl from Nobby had said hey you should really oh
1: my god bill earl is he still around is he still in ttb he's in dc
0: he retired about four years ago but actually we did a project two years ago for the german agricultural marketing board somebody that we both know so we saw each other oh
1: my god you have to say hello the nicest guy smartest guy and i met him through bilchik mr bilchik do you remember him
0: no, but he sounds like a basketball player.
1: No, he was a consultant for Verona Fiere, and and he was based out of DC. That's uh, how I met Bill and Miss. I think his name is Bill Chick, too. Bill Bilcich. Does that?
0: Bill, Bill Chick, Maybe I don't know.
1: No, maybe I'm completely off. Yeah, no, maybe uh, I'm wrong. It's the it's the precocious Alzheimer. That's what I get for hanging around old people like you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. No, you know, so I met you through Bill Earle. That's right. And then I met you at I think the very first Vin Italy that I did in America in New York.
0: If that was 2011. Yeah, because I spoke at that.
1: Yeah, that could have been. No, maybe not. Maybe it was the second. The first one I
0: did 2009 and 2011.
1: We and did the that. first one when Italy just opened.
0: Well, th- I think that was like Two thousand six.
1: No, no, honey. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That could not have been because I wasn't even born by then. <laughs> I think it it must have been 2010. It has to be. That's I, I, when it first you. opened. And we did that event for American Cancer Society. And we, we did, um, Vin Italy in Italy day. That's what we did. It was fantastic event, actually. We had, we had the, we had all the people lining up. It was a wrap around Fifth Avenue, extending from like Fifth to Sixth Avenue. It was, it was fucking great. Hmm. Listen. So then, yeah, that's how I, that's when we met. It's, you're the, I think the longest, wine friend, one of the oldest wine friend I have.
0: Wow. Now well that's interesting.
1: <laughs> Just getting a little sentimental here. I've been drinking.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's the afternoon for you. Okay.
1: And I'm very, very honored.
0: Well I, I know that was a, a softball, but I am honored as well.
1: Yeah. Conversation killer.
0: Which is uh, why I'm I'm doing this and all the other things that you asked me to do for one very simple reason. Because you asked me to do it.
1: But listen, Steve, but I do have now I I do, however, you know, I love you to death, but however, I'm really, I've never told you this. So now it's confession time. I love you, man. No, 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 no. I'm so upset with you still today. You know why? No. You did not introduce me to Clive Owen. And Margarita's like, who the fuck is Clive Owen? You know, these...
0: I know who Clive Owen is, and and how would I even know him? He was in uh, some of Steven Soderbergh's movies.
1: No, he was like one of your Stevens, when you had him as a client, he was like one of the testimonials or some shit like that.
0: Hmm, I don't remember that i never oh my
1: god you really have Alzheimer's. do you remember when you did something with jessica uh parker
0: i'm still working on that
1: actually okay so tell me about the project with jessica
0: All right. I was working for Wine Searcher.
1: Sarah Jessica Parker. They just wrote me a message. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. He knows. Well, he knows. He he and I get it. We have Alzheimer's, but we get it.
0: I have an Alzheimer's joke, but I'll wait until after we're done recording to tell it to you. So anyway, I was working for Wine Searcher and they were in contact with Graham Norton. And he's like a Stephen Colbert in the UK. The concept was to collaborate with Graham.
1: What's his name?
0: Graham Norton. Oh
1: yes 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 it's Graham Norton. Joey's a big
0: fan yeah. Yeah he's, he's Irish but he has a UK show and he's very voluble and around. And the concept was that they would bring the tank samples fly to London and then sit with him and create a blend in conjunction with him and videotape it. And then he on his show occasionally but also in other social media and other things would help promote that. It started with a Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand which is their most popular varietal and has now expanded into to uh, a rosé prosecco that they just introduced, which is Italian, some Italian prosecco. They're not throwing it themselves.
1: Do you know who's, who the Italian in fly is? No, I
0: don't. Um, but I could find out. Actually, I'm talking to him later today. And they were very successful with that. So they decided they wanted to try the same thing out in the U.S., but with a U.S. personality. They hired a celebrity wrangler. Didn't know there were such things. And they eventually were put in touch with Sarah.
1: What, is, what does that mean, even? It's
0: Hollywood-speak for someone who manages a project. So if you had dogs on set, you'd have a dog wrangler. Or you needed somebody to coordinate a party. Uh, it's just a term. It's Hollywood term. It just makes me sound cool. No, I'm just kidding. So anyway, the um, agent that represents, puts together two people who are looking for similar type projects, she was open and they finally signed a deal. It was in like November of a year, it doesn't matter, like 2017. And they were going to match what they were doing with Graham Norton, same concept. So I flew down to New Zealand and we met there for about a week and laid out a plan for the U.S. market, everything from pricing, distribution, importation, all the things that we needed to have as a plan, knowing that we would change them as as time went on, but at least we had thought through everything. So that was great. She signed on. This was now December when she said yes. And they called me in January and said, okay, we're ready to go. And after that planning, which took place in February, it became clear that they had identified uh, they were going to import it themselves and they needed help finding distribution. So
1: Right. And that's where you came in.
0: But what, what happened was it, uh, WSWA was in March that year. So I told them, let's go to WSWA. I will bolt each of you to my hips. There were two of them. And we stood in between the two hotels that hosted WSWA, which is the major US trade show, and introduced them. Did
1: that happen this year? No, right? Nothing, None of that. The WSWA.
0: Wine and Spirits Wholesalers of America. Unlike Vin Italy, where you have a trade show where the sellers meet with buyers, retailers, say, or on-premise accounts. In the US, we have the three-tier system. So the WSWA is with importers and suppliers meeting with distributors. So Retailers not involved, on-premises not involved. Just the uh, suppliers and/or importers meeting with distributors. It's usually the senior people only. The senior people that come. It's half old boys network and half. A new business network, and it's a great way to get a chance to talk to everybody and anybody who's important in the industry over a period of four days. And these are people that you know probably wouldn't even take a phone call from me, but know me, and I know them, and we can stop and chat, which is what we did. And their plan was was not to use an agency model where they would hire an importer, pay them 40% margin, importer would sell it through their distribution network, they would take 35%, sell it through to retail, and they would take uh, another 35 to fifty percent markup, they wanted to eliminate that. The
1: girls are falling asleep right now. Just FYI.
0: I'm, let me start over from here. Yeah. <laughs> vivo. yeah, seriously, that's why it helps to have thought through this. You know, you started. To, how did it work? Well, off I go down that rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> okay. Yes,
0: I was introduced to these two guys uh, who were.
1: So you're really going to start off. <laughs>
0: Hey, I'm a professional. I do this all the time. Joy knows. Oh,
1: God. Right? Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Okay, Joy,
0: erase what just went before. We're going to stay there.
1: (laughs) You know we're going to have this as it is. Surprise. Funny
0: for you, but not a very... Hey, Joy, would you take that wine away from her?
1: (laughs) Okay. Go ahead,
0: Steve. Okay. I was introduced to these two guys. um, Let me
1: introduce to you, Mr. Steve Ray.
0: I was introduced to two gentlemen who had a very successful business um producing and selling New Zealand wine at that time, Sauvignon Blanc only. They had successfully set up a partnership with Graham Norton, who's a celebrity in the UK, much like Stephen Colbert is in the United States. And this
1: is the webbed where I ask him, "Who who is Graham
0: Norton?" Graham Norton is a talk show host, very well known in the UK. And so they developed a brand in conjunction with him, which they creatively named like the the Sauvignon Blanc was Savig GN GN was a big part of the name out of the words Sauvignon Blanc. They've also done a gin, G I N, Graham Norton. So you can see where the creativity comes there. Well, they were very successful. It's one of the most successful Sauvignon Blancs selling in the UK and Ireland, I believe. And they wanted to expand the concept to the US. So they found another celebrity, Sarah Jessica Parker, and put in place roughly the same plan or strategy that they did with Graham. They hired me because they didn't have any expertise in the US market. And so I helped them plan their entry into the US market.
1: And what is the name of the label?
0: The wine is called In Vivo. Oh, In Invivo In Vivo X, S-J-P. And the reason for that is the InVivo guys did not want it to be solely a Sarah Jessica Parker branded product. They wanted to own it.
1: Oh, I see. Smart, smart people.
0: She signs off all her emails and communications X comma sjp so they put the two of them together and uh that was a great way of maintaining ownership of the of the ip which is the
1: very smart yep yep. yeah these guys are
0: brilliant tim lightborn is the marketing guy very unassuming but my god they've just got a sense of marketing
1: and when was this launched
0: this was planned in 2017 launched well sold into the trade in february march april may and they actually launched in september slash october of two 2018. Basically, they violated every rule that I would have laid down for them, but they did it in a good way. These are things that normally don't work, but in their case, they did because they had a track record of success. And so they didn't have to deal with the skepticism of the U.S. trade. Plus, everyone recognizes Sarah Jessica Parker. They associate her with drinking, Sex in the City. And she had a five million fan follower base on Instagram and Facebook. And so everyone recognizes as soon as this thing goes live, she can just push a lever and all of a sudden five million million people.
1: So how, how well did it? Did you, have you got any numbers for us?
0: Yeah, I'm going to tell you.
1: That's good. Thank you.
0: We were at WSWA, which is a big trade show in the U.S. We found an importer, took on the brand, and agreed to bring in the entire production for the U.S. That was 35,000 cases while the grapes were still on the vine. That's incredibly significant.
1: How, how much was... like? Entire production. You know, I got
0: this whole timing thing, and you're messing me up. I'm
1: sorry, but like, you know, people are falling asleep. I want to accelerate.
0: Okay. No, this is pretty neat. Okay. So now you made me lose my thought. Volume. Oh, yes. So the importer said they bought the entire production, which was going to be about 35,000 cases, but the grapes were still on the vine at that point in time. So we hadn't made the wine. They've made wines very similar to this, but that particular style obviously hadn't been made.
1: What was so particular about Sauvignon Blanc style? It's so...
0: Well, it's Sauvignon Blanc basically is on fire and probably the fastest growing significant or major varietal in the united states
1: even still even now
0: oh yeah yeah it's still on fire absolutely like prosecco is but actually sauvignon blanc continues to grow while prosecco is kind of tailing off in any case they made the sauvignon blanc and there were some production things that they put in it to make it unique
1: but what was so unique i mean it's it didn't smell like cat's pee i mean like what was so unique about it
0: I can't tell you it's a trade secret. Seriously.
1: No, but in terms of taste, what's the secret?
0: It had more structure from wood.
1: Be careful because I've started my WSET diploma program.
0: Okay. I'll I'll tell you. It had... No, I'm just kidding. It had a little more structure by the way they treated it in aging. Okay. Can't tell you any more than
1: that. So like more skin contact, barrel aging, that kind of stuff.
0: In any case, yeah, it was certainly within the, the range of Sauvignon Blanc. And while it may have been different, it wasn't significantly so. But two years later, it was named to the top 100 wines of Wine Spectator. This year, that vintage. So the 2018 vintage, which was that first vintage, in 2021, was named one of the top 100 wines by Wine Spectator, which is really significant, especially for a Sauvignon Blanc. Anyway, so they sold it through the importer. The importer put it through their existing distributor network. They were immediately on sale in September, October because that importer could do that. Again, those are all things I said, don't try and do that. You shouldn't introduce a brand in September, October because everybody's focusing on, all well, the retailers are focusing on October, November, December, OND. But in this case, the Sarah Jessica Parker name trumped everything. Pardon the use of that word. Wow. And they were very successful. And so they got all this distribution and then they got reorders and off the thing went. So now they've since.
1: Yeah, but you still didn't tell me the number, the volume production.
0: I did, 35,000 cases.
1: Oh, 35,000 cases.
0: Anyway, the point was we had a plan. Yes,
1: good morning. Wake up, Steve. Yes.
0: We had a here's the thing that your listeners are interested in. We had a plan to not go through a traditional agency brand importer, meaning an importer who takes full margin, sells it to a distributor who takes full margin, who then sells it to retailer.
1: Yeah, I think your I think your audience, your listeners, you know, the series How to Get US Market Ready audience, I think they have finally grasped the three-tier system after thirty episodes. Do you you know you've recorded 30 episodes?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I do. I keep count. (laughs) Okay.
1: All right, continue.
0: Hey, I I also would tell you that I just notched the 200th paid sale that went through me of the book.
1: Oh, my God. Congratulations.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I still have inventory. Anyway, so the point being, they wanted to call it cut out the middleman which you can't do in the united states and what they found was the solution that they didn't want turned out to be the best solution and it was uh, i can't tell you the story about how that happened
1: well then then you can't just you can't do that i'm sorry you cannot do that you get like oh yes it's like i have the secret sauce but i can't tell you
0: well i i realize that when i'm that's, uh, that's
1: so unfair i hate people when they do that but it's okay I I forgive
0: you. We created an opportunity at WSWA that could only be taken advantage of right there because of my relationships with people in the industry, and it ended up, being, ended up being a home run.
1: Listen, why don't you tell uh, listeners a little bit about what you've done in the past?
0: Boy, did that get way out of whack, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Tell me how far back you want to go. Should I start with I am born? <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> no, from Diageo.
0: Okay. I started in the business working with what is now called Diageo, uh, was then called a company called Hubline, and working on some spirits, Smirnoff and then Finlandia. I went on to set up my own marketing agency with a friend from those few blind days. And we were very successful in doing trade marketing in the United States and also working with a couple of major producers. Cronobo Card was one of them. I sold that agency about uh, five years ago and then started anew by starting both an import company on my own and then a marketing company, basically individually helping brands who wanted to come to the U S who needed, I recognized needed an education in understanding the U.S. market before they can actually enter the U.S. market. And that turned into a position for me and my company, Bevology Inc., and ultimately to you asking me to write a book because I I would keep telling you all these stories and you say, I don't want to listen to them, but if you wrote it in a book, I might read it. And the hope was that people would read the book and here's the big kicker, not make the same mistakes that everybody else made before them again for the first time. By laying out all of the details and order of March, if you will, about how a U.S. launch has to take place, they're more likely to not make stupid mistakes, if you will, and leave themselves open to opportunities. And In Vivo was a perfect example of they had a clear vision of what they wanted to do. It didn't work out. But when the solution presented itself in something that they had never even thought of, they ultimately recognized the value of that. And, and that's really what the, the book is all about and why we've been reading it on um, the Italian line.
1: Right. So, you know, so the book, of course, Steve um, has author. It's called How to Get U.S. Market Ready, and um, it draws upon his third. 30 plus years of wine business experience so that is why he was the best person to write this and I'm so grateful for um having um worked with him on a um albeit editorial podcast project with him but now it has come to an end and I just want to say okay Steve good knowing you <laughs>
0: So then we started this podcast, which has been... No,
1: no. Okay, wait. So, so, however, I had proposed to Steve that we should continue our collaboration and we should talk about wine people stateside, always stateside, because that's his expertise, and wine people, trade people, any wine professionals promoting Italian wine in America. So I wanted to have Steve Introduce you the present to you the next series.
0: Okay, but before I do the segue to that last bit that we had, Joy, you want to snap this in there. And by the way, the book is available for sale at Amazon.it. <laughs> okay, oh no, just listen. We were trying to sell, do something. Okay, here. okay, okay, okay. I'm
1: listening. I am listening. I am listening.
0: And the book is available at Amazon.it and Amazon.com. You can also order it through www. GetUSMarketReady.com.
1: What the hell was that? What is dub dub dub?
0: WWW.
1: Oh, that's dub dub
0: dub? That's that's the way cool kids say it.
1: You mean old people?
0: Old people and and internet (laughs) don't go along. I've heard about this interweb thing. I heard it's going to be something. Dub, missing.
1: dub, dub. Who who says that? Margarita, have you ever heard that dub, dub, dub? Uh, what about you, Joy? Have you ever heard dub, dub, dub? I'm going to do a, a focus group at the office <laughs> and see if anyone else has heard of dub, dub, dub. Okay.
0: Joy, I'm trying to make this so that it's cuttable for you. <laughs> Or you can order it at the dedicated website, www.getusmarketready.com. And if you sign up and leave your email address, you can get a bunch of free tools there that are in the book, but really are better used as files. So for example, there's an Excel file showing how to do price structures. There's a glossary so that you can understand U.S. market terms. There's a market selection tool. And in fact, uh, you can order a free first chapter of the book if you're not sure you want to buy it.
1: You see, it. but this is, this is, this is where you sound like a used car salesman. See, this is not good. We should have just said, in the end, the book is available. I think we say that anyways,
0: right? Do we say that? I'll do it. Well, the book is available for sale at Amazon. <laughs> I- you guys got to start. We're recording here. Come on. Let's be oh, professional.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yes. More wine, please.
0: You can do it afterwards, but let me get at least get one clean take on it. Okay, Okay. all right,
1: all
0: right. Yes, the book is available. Take
1: three. One, two, three, chop, go.
0: The book is available at amazon.it or amazon.com. Also at how to get U.S. market ready. Actually, let me redo that one. (laughs) Also available. (laughs) Quiet, quiet. Just going to do the the, cut in. Oh,
1: my God. You know, I have another interview soon. Okay, we have to wrap it up soon. Stop laughing. Well, then stop Making me laugh.
0: I'm trying to, to record something here.
1: Let's collaborate here.
0: Getusmarketready.com. There you go, Joy. Okay. So uh, what we're trying to do with the new show really is kind of in development, while it will be an interview series.
1: Well, by the time this airs, it will no longer be in development, but rather on air.
0: Okay. So take that sentence out. Tra-
1: <laughs> you. You're making... Joy's
0: going to kill you. She, she's going to kill you because you've got your thing overriding. Unless you can take that track out completely, Joy. And <laughs> this mine. Seriously. You got to... <laughs> Stevie, you got to shut up. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm Okay, goodbye.
0: Nice knowing you, Steve. <laughs> well, we're recording here. Okay, let me do that one. It's an interview series with people engaged in the Italian wine business. But what I'm looking for is people who have unique jobs, who have unique responsibilities, and most importantly, have a unique point of view. Perhaps an edge, which would be a good thing. But we think the conversations are going to be enjoyable and also informative.
1: And if I can make one request, can I talk now? Yeah. Since since you're the boss,
0: I'm not talking.
1: Okay. So, what one request that I would love to make from you is that we know tons of people from, you know, the very, I guess popular cities like, you know, New York and Los Angeles, San Francisco, Miami. But I would love it if you can try to seek out Yeah, let me those speak to that professionals. Yeah. I don't know. Tennessee comes to mind. Yeah, Kentucky. You know, Illinois. I mean, well, not Chicago, but... Let me do it. Okay. Okay. You know, you see, like, if you did that in, like, um, real Mm -hmm. life, shushing women, that would be so offensive. Shh. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, you know, I've got a lot of testosterone, so I'll still accept that. Okay.
0: And in addition... We're going to be focusing on the untraveled parts of the U.S. Most everyone um, listening to this is probably familiar with the East Coast markets of New York and Miami, Chicago in the middle, and San Francisco and L.A. and Texas in the South. But we're going to be looking for people in the non-traditional markets to get an insight to what that part of the world is and where we think there is a lot of opportunity for Italian wines in America.
1: Can you give us some examples?
0: Yeah. So that might be somebody from Oklahoma, somebody from Louisiana, somebody from Mississippi, which is a control state that you probably haven't given much thought to, as well as some of the uh, important states that don't fit on anybody's uh, radar screen. And that could be Idaho, Ohio, in Michigan.
1: I've been to only Ohio and Michigan out of those states. So I think this could be very, very extremely useful and interesting for our audience.
0: Let me tell you why. Just let me jump in here with a a sentence.
1: I I wanted to say goodbye.
0: Well, one more sentence.
1: Okay, one more sentence. Go ahead, Steve.
0: And the reason why is, Everybody wants to go to New York or San Francisco because those are the biggest markets. But when you're first starting in the U.S., you don't really want to be in the biggest market. You want to be in the market that gives you the best opportunity to establish a case history of success. And smaller markets don't get near the competition that the bigger markets do and are welcoming of new opportunities. So we think that by focusing on these smaller markets, it's a place where Italian producers can find it easier to enter the U.S. market.
1: Okay. That's good. I think we can wrap this up. Steve, all joking, all jokes aside, this is a, it's great work that you've done. It's a labor of love, obviously. And you've been incredibly generous. And I hope our audience understands what you have done for them for, to help out the producers and the wine professionals. Is this how outdated would you say this book is? I mean, seriously.
0: Uh, it's two years old. The guts of it, uh, will never change until the three-tier system changes. Some of the data that's presented in it um, is updatable, but in fact, the website, getusmarketready.com, we usually incorporate that information.
1: Maybe the, I'm looking at the index right now, e-commerce and selling direct-to-consumer, maybe that can also be updated.
0: Yeah, we're going to dedicate a couple of broadcasts of the session two, if you will.
1: Yeah, that would would be really great. Okay, Steve, I really have to uh, run, as always. It's, it's, fun to um chat with you and hope to see you in 2021
0: that's the plan okay take care okay
1: all right bye the girl says goodbye thank you all yeah they're like they're nodding their head okay bye bye okay